0: Hey, and welcome back to Sweet 1111. I know this isn't our regularly scheduled podcast time, and a lot of things about this podcast will break tradition, but sometimes you have to. I'm Plansman podcast writer Katie Carroll. Journalists are taught to maintain a wall between themselves and their audience. Their lived experiences and their perspectives are kept out of stories. But I'm about to break down that wall. Before we begin, I want to give a trigger warning that this podcast touches on the issue of assault. And for those who may be triggered by this, the content could be difficult to listen to. If you or anyone you love needs help, you can find more resources in the show notes or call Safe Harbor at 334-844-7233.
1: Three many! Three many! Three many!
0: Three many! One.
2: Um, as a fellow survivor. Two. Um,
3: I've had somebody assault me before.
0: 3.
3: Personally, as a victim and as a person who knows multiple victims. 4. Um, I'm actually a victim of sexual assault.
0: 5.
3: A large percentage of people out here tonight are survivors. 6. I'm here for her because no one was there for me.
0: This was 6 out of the 12 people I spoke with at the protest Thursday night. This fight is not just for the three survivors that we have been notified about in the last week through campus safety alerts. This is for the thousands of survivors, even those who haven't spoken about it. This is for the anonymous author who six months ago wrote The Perfect Victim that was published in The Plainsman as a letter to the editor. And I'm sure many of you have paused to think if you remember this article or whipped out your phone to Google it. Maybe you vaguely remember the feeling of rage or sadness when reading it. Has it crossed your mind since that day? Many times, people come out with their stories, and for a short period, others support them. But as days go on, though, the public consciousness moves on. I could have thrown statistics at you. One in four women and one in six college-age men will be assaulted. But those numbers don't have faces or hearts or make you think about your favorite people. Mother, brother, sister, aunt, best friend. So let me put it like this. When I stand in a room with three of my friends' relatives' peers, I have to face the fact that, statistically speaking, One of us has been, or will be, sexually assaulted. When I was younger, I used to hear that statistic, and it never quite registered, until I became the one. In all honesty, I felt like I couldn't ask all of the survivors I've spoken with, not just tonight, but in my life, to share their stories if I wouldn't. For four years, I've not talked about this, but this is not a time for silence. And as protesters chanted, "Whose family? Our family.
2: Our campus. Family. Our
0: family. This is a time to stand together and show Auburn what family actually looks like. And family shows up for one another.
1: Clearly we're out here in support of every sexual assault uh, victim out there, but especially for the ones who have been affected by the most recent uh, cases that have been brought to the uh, university student body's attention by email. Three in one week is just unacceptable.
2: Personally, I'm out here tonight to stand together with all of my friends and to stand up for myself personally. Um, As a fellow survivor and having so many survivors amongst my female and male friends, it's really important to get out here and show our support for the recent three victims um, that have been assaulted on campus so that they don't feel as alone and to let everyone else know out here who feels like they lost their voice because of their assaults that they can
3: take their voice back.
0: So, why'd you come out tonight?
3: Um, personally, as a victim and as a person who knows multiple victims, I think it's important for women to stand together tall against universities, public businesses, anybody who's hiding or concealing something that somebody went through.
1: I came out tonight because Auburn University's response to the situations that are happening on campus regarding sexual assault aren't adequate and they're not protecting their students the way that they should be.
0: And. Auburn, listen to them when they say.
2: I appreciate that you guys have systems like Safe Harbor in place to help victims have um, advocacy on campus. However, I think there's a lot more that needs to be done on the preventative measure side, and
1: that's where you guys need to start taking some action. Listen to us. We're saying everything loud and clear. We don't deserve this. No one deserves this. Keep us safe. Our safety should be your top priority. Not any image, number of donors, or amount of donors. But our safety and our health, physical and mental health, should come first. And you need to show us that.
3: You know, they go around saying that Auburn protects Auburn family members, and we love the Auburn family, and we would do anything for the Auburn family, but the Auburn family includes this girl, and the Auburn family includes people who have gone through similar situations like this, and I think that they need to open their eyes to that.
2: At this point, I want, I want to comment. I want them to say anything. I want them to say anything, because at this point they've said absolutely nothing, and any response is worth is worth something here. This is absolutely absurd for them to say completely nothing protect your students it's we're here to get an education we should feel safe in our home and as you
0: can see tonight a large majority of us don't and those who are affected we hear you and how do you feel being on campus in this moment how does how does this feel to you i mean it's
2: It's empowering, but also I know that a lot of people around here have dealt with the same thing that I've dealt with and that's a big reason why a lot of people are here. And that saddens me because nobody should have to deal with that kind of thing because it's traumatic and it's horrible to go through, but also taking a stance together can hopefully make our voice heard even more and hopefully make something even bigger happen and change because there needs to be a change.
3: Um, I feel a little embarrassed by Auburn personally, but I also feel very empowered by the amount of people who came out and by the amount of women and men who are supporting women and men who have been raped or been sexually assaulted. Um, I think it's a really great thing to see because I feel like it's not something you would expect. But it makes me concerned to come spend time on main campus.
2: I don't wanna come run on main campus anymore and I used to all the time, I'd come run with my dog. I shouldn't be afraid
0: to come run with my dog. That's absurd. And as a
4: mother of a daughter, how does this make you feel? Horrible, fearful, scared, terrified. Don't even want her to leave the house, you know?
0: To people in the community, parents, alum, locals, they need your
4: help. My name is Melissa Tran, uh, T-R-A-N awesome okay and so why'd you come out tonight um my daughter is a 16 year old girl here and she's an auburn high school student and she said that she hates rapists more than anything in this world and she asked me to come with her so i did is your daughter planning on coming to the university um i don't know it's kind of a we're not sure yet where she's gonna go but this is a reason to not want her to what would you say to our administration i mean i suppose i would ask what they were gonna do about it what are what are you gonna do if this happen? If this continues to go on, or are you just gonna keep sitting silent and folding your hands and you know doing the good old boy thing where we just chalk this up to some girl drunk girl at a party and how it was her fault?
0: Next Wednesday there will be a town hall on preventing and reporting sexual assault at 4 p.m. in the Student Activity Center. This is Kelly Thompson, a research professor in the Psychology Department.
1: That I am very proud of the students organizing. Um, and I hope that, I hope that they take this energy and not let it be just a one night or a two night event and that they start organizing and, and, and making clear requests and demands of the university. There are very real things that can be done. And so don't let this town hall just be a venting session, be organized, come with requests, come with petitions.
0: You all stood out there, clad in red, chanting at the top of your lungs, because you know what I do. It could have been any of us. To end this episode, we asked an Auburn alum, who is a survivor of sexual assault, to read a letter she sent to the Plainsman.
5: This is Sarah Mitchell. Dear Auburn, As a female student at Auburn, I lived a double life. One as a dedicated student, and one as another closeted survivor of sexual violence on Auburn's campus. But the reality was, I was far from the only one I knew. Throughout my time at Auburn, I watched time after time as nearly every girl I knew became a victim of Auburn's educational failure, beginning as early as my pre-freshman study abroad trip with the university. The truth is, it isn't a rare occurrence at Auburn. The numbers lie. My mother once shared with me that she thought the most threatening place you can send your daughters is to a major university, and I agree with her. With three reported instances of sexual violence in the last week at Auburn, this reality has been a major topic in my mind and in the minds of so many others. In my time at Auburn, I went through two mandatory trainings on consent and sexual violence. The first was an online training required for all students prior to coming to the university. It was a joke. The second was in my senior year at Auburn, but this one was a joke in a different way. The training was a mandatory seminar held by the School of Nursing. I was required to attend. After four years at Auburn, I had already been sexually assaulted. After being assaulted, I developed post-traumatic stress disorder. It was hard enough to be on campus, knowing what had happened. I mean, I wasn't sleeping at night. And I had nightmares. And I had to avoid everything I associated with being assaulted. I was faced with a decision between admitting to my teachers that I had been assaulted and missing the required event, but how could I admit being assaulted to my teachers when it took me eight months to admit it to a friend and two years to admit it to my own mother? I dreaded the event for weeks. I thought of myself and the impact it would have on my recovery, and I thought of the other 100-plus women, also juniors and seniors at Auburn and other programs required to attend. If you do the math based on the 1 in 5 reported statistic alone on college campuses, the required seminar targeted at least 30 women who had been or would be victims of sexual violence prior to graduation. I remember going to the seminar and being lectured on consent and being sick to my stomach, the whole time recalling my own assault and the ones of my closest friends. I remember a former law enforcement officer telling us we should all have a plan of what we would do just in case we became victims of sexual violence. I felt stupid for not having a plan. He made it sound so practical. I couldn't look up from my desk, but I couldn't leave because that would just out me as a victim to my teachers and my peers. It was the longest hour of my life. The issue here was that the university targeted the most at-risk demographic on campus, women. I left in a full panic, completely re-traumatized. I spoke to no one, drove to my best friend's house in a full anxiety attack, and sobbed still unable to speak. A friend and fellow survivor texted me and told me she was required to attend as well and was thinking about me the entire time. How does a university allegedly committed to their Title IX requirements fail us this plainly? The next day I attended class and pulled my professor aside afterwards. I sat in his office and again sobbed about the idea that at a bare minimum they re-traumatized me, but likely not just me. The professor suggested that if I had just asked to be excused, I would have been blind to the realities of being a survivor of sexual violence. They apologized and suggested that I write about my experience so that they can ensure that it never happened again. But the experience is one that still hurts. And looking back, I think how beneficial it would have been for Auburn University to lecture their men on consent instead of me. To ask their men to have a plan not to rape instead of asking me to have a plan in case I was raped. The university continually fails victims and survivors. I can't help but think that if only the university instead targeted the perpetrators of sexual assault with consent, education, and consequences, that we could avoid another instance of sexual violence. I can't help but think that if only the rules on alcohol and parties and residency that applied to sororities on campus also applied to fraternities, We could avoid one more sexual assault. I can't help but think that there are hundreds and even thousands of me and Auburn University does nothing. As a Title IX university, it is their legal obligation to protect students from sexual harassment of all kinds. And they don't. I urge Auburn University to work to create meaningful and thoughtful change to address the education on consent and sexual violence that is delivered and has failed to be delivered at Auburn University. Stay safe.